What is going on, everyone? Welcome to another edition of our Dynasty Baseball League podcast. I'm going to be dropping mock FA Draft 4.0. I'm going to go over a few trades that happened recently, one that had a huge effect on the FA Draft, and I got a little surprise here in just a minute. So, I hope everyone's doing good. I'm glad baseball's back. We're all glad baseball's back. A little update on what's been going on as far as salaries go. I got, uh, today was the deadline, March 22nd. It was the deadline for arbitration settlements to keep players and their respective organizations out of the courtrooms. And we got a lot of them settled. I can't say we got them all settled, but we got the majority, and I think there's a few more still rolling in. And that's fine. I'll get them updated as they come in. Uh, Otherwise, the ones that don't get settled and have to go to court, I'm going to update those with whatever the player, whatever number the player sends over, because that number is going to be higher than the number the team sends. So that's kind of just a fail-safe. As long as we use the higher number, um, we can't really mess it up. Unless, of course, they agree to terms on like a two-year deal or something. Not all the teams are... In that, uh, what is it, file and case mode uh, mode where if you don't meet um, an agreement at the deadline, then they're going to court no matter what. Some teams will still work with you after the the deadline. So unless that happens, we're just going to, like I said, use the fail safe and use the player's number so that we can have it as the highest number possible. And then whatever, if we have to change it back, we have to lower it. Because like a lot of the arbitration cases are going to be settled once we get a couple weeks into the season. So, like I said, if we have to, we'll move it back down to where it is. It's not going to be set in stone there. We'll uh, we'll deal with it as it comes along. But that leads me into my surprise, and that is that we are going to move the FA draft start date up to the 23rd, which means tomorrow morning, noon, the FA draft will begin. Now, I'll probably do it like I normally do it, and I'll send a message out to a few guys and say, hey, if you want to go ahead and uh, submit your picks, I'm not against you going early. So, emergency surprise, FA draft starts on March 23rd at noon. I hope the guys at the top of the board listen to this so they can hear that. I'm sure somebody will leak it out if they don't, if you guys don't all listen to it. With that being said... Let's go ahead and drop this mock 4.0, the final mock draft, before the actual mock draft starts. I'm trying to beat my number from last year. I think I got one pick correct last year, and it was in like the first seven or eight picks. I don't remember because I don't have a list. I didn't keep track of it last year like I have this year. So I'm hoping for more than one this year. I think I got one. We're going to start at number one with Miami, and I think David takes Max Scherzer. I think that this pick is a lock. I think it was a lock at number two when Tampa had the pick. And I'm realizing now that I didn't even go over the big trade that happened. So let's backtrack for just a quick second. There was a trade that happened this week between Brad and David that saw David reeling in that first overall pick. And that's what got us into the situation we are in. Brad got in return Miles Straw, Patrick Sandoval, Jordan Romano, a bunch of .5 guys, which makes total sense. Uh, he traded away that first overall pick, though. I just, I, yeah, I mean, I don't see, I don't see it, it being a bad trade at all for either. Brad couldn't have used that first overall pick for what 
it should have been worth, I guess you can say. In turn, David's about to turn it into Max Scherzer, I do believe. So, with that said, let's jump to the number two pick, Seattle. Things have changed in this draft. A lot of things changed when David when David uh, made that trade. Because Seattle now can't get Max Scherzer. And I still think that there's a good chance he goes pitching here, but a little birdie put in my ear that Scott might be looking at offense. And I've been looking for somewhere for Philadelphia's new outfielder, Nick Castellanos, to go. And I think if you want offense... At number two right here, Scott takes Nick Castellanos. I think that would be a, a, a really good offensive pick. Maybe not the best value, but Seattle, Scott, he has a ton of money. Nick Castellanos fits in great here for his outfield. Uh, I was between him and Starling Marte, but I feel like you just, when you're looking at offensive players, yeah, you want to chase steals a little bit, but a guy that's going to hit a bunch of home runs is also going to give you a good amount of RBIs, a good amount of runs. A damn good amount of total bases. So I, st- I stuck with Nick Castellanos here at number two to Seattle. At number three, we're staying the same with Eduardo Rodriguez. Bobby takes his Eduardo Rodriguez. I've said it since the first mock. I've stuck to it the whole way. I think that that one might be a lock, and that might give me two out of the three. Might. I don't want to get on my horse yet because I don't know shit. But I'm going Eddie, Eddie Rodriguez at three to Milwaukee. Big change here at number four. I have had, oh, uh, bear with me. Let me pull up my recent mocks that I have done. I'm not prepared. Do, do, do. Where the fuck's it at? Ah, sorry, guys. Here we go. My mocks so far have seen Arizona in 1.0 take Starling Marte, in 2.0 take Starling Marte, and in 3.0, 3.0, I switched it up to Carlos Rodon. And I went back and did some research on Arizona and the FA drafts. And dating back to 2018, he has had nine picks in FA drafts. He's traded some away, so he hasn't used all of his available picks, but he's had nine picks. And of those nine, four have been pitchers. And of all the years he's made picks... All four pitchers were selected in last year's FA draft. That means in 18, 19, and 20, he didn't select a single pitcher. He's only got two, uh, he's got three picks in this draft, and he made some space, so now he'll be able to use all three of those picks. And I think he's going to take a pitcher in this one, but I don't think he does it here because I feel like Arizona is kind of notorious for loading up on his hitting. And a guy that I did not think was going to go in this draft. Goes number four to Arizona. We see newly signed Los Angeles Dodger, Freddie Freeman, to Arizona at number four. Number five, Boston. He doesn't have a ton of money. I think he goes for a value pick at pitcher, and I think he takes Nick Pavetta. That's who I had him taking in 3.0. I didn't in 2.0, though. So, yeah, 3.0, I'm keeping Nick Pavetta there. I think that's a decent – he's one of the more – under the radar, I guess, one of the cheaper veteran pitchers you can get in this draft. At number six, Bobby. Man, I have been all over the place with this one. I had him taking Trevor Story. I had him taking Noah Syndergaard. I had him taking Eric Lauer. I have finally settled at number six, Bobby taking Carlos Rodon. 
I think he's going to go hard on pitching. And this would give him Ed, Eduardo Rodriguez and Carlos Rodon through his first two picks, through the first six picks in this draft. Now, with that said, he's using a lot of his available funds through those two picks. So, you'll notice as we get further, he's not going to spend as much money as I thought he would. Number seven, Los Angeles. We know that uh, Elliot doesn't have a lot of money. Unless he makes a trade before this draft starts or during the draft, I think he still plays it safe. And now, with that said, if he makes a trade and acquires some money like he's trying to do, this could completely change what he does at seven. But as of right now, there's no trade in place. With no trade happening, I see him taking a cheap pitcher off the board that's got pretty decent upside in Chris Bubich for the Kansas City Royals. Number eight, we're back to Bobby. We're back to Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee, I think Bobby's got to go cheap here. I think he goes with a guy, and now this one's a little risky because he just got injured. Not for too long, just like two or three weeks, but I think he takes Luis Arias, who's a middle infielder. He needs that utility role in the infield. I think he can withstand a few weeks without him. I still think Luis Arias makes a lot of sense here to Bobby at eight. Number nine, we got Brad, Tampa Bay. Brad doesn't have a ton of money. Brad's just like me. He wants to go into FAB to use his money. I think he's going to make a pick unless he trades it, but I just don't know where he would trade it. There's not a lot of people here that are going to be willing to take the pick because they don't want to spend any money in this draft. I say a lot, but I mean, I know there's like two or three teams that don't, and the rest of the teams are already in it and already going to be spending a ton of money as it is on the picks they have. So I'm going to say Tampa Bay is going to take a pick here. He's going to go 0.5. He's going to take Vlad Gutierrez for Cincinnati. I know Brad likes his young pitchers just like the rest of us do. The 0.5 guys that have promise. Yeah, I got Vlad Gutierrez at 9. At 10, we got New York. We got Slade coming in. And I've been all over the place with this pick as well. In 3.0, I had him taking Vlad Gutierrez, which, as you just heard, he moves up 1 to Tampa. In 2.0, I had him actually taking Vlad Gutierrez as well. And then in 1.0, I had him taking Chris Bubich. In the 4.0, I have Slade spending a little bit of money. We found out what Chris Bryant was worth. We now know that Slade has money to spend. Slade's a guy, he's a value guy. And right now, at pick 10 of the guys available, Anthony Disclavani has a tremendous value, in my opinion. Three years, $12 million per, 12 million per year. For what he's given in the last couple of years, I think that is an awesome value for a starting pitcher, for a top three rotation guy, a veteran. Slade, Anthony DeSclafani at 10. We have the three picks in a row here. For David, our newest member, Miami, the Miami Marlins. He's got three picks in a row, and this is another one that I've been kind of all over the place with. We have a little switch up from 3.0 to 4.0. I have him taking two guys that were the same prior. Carlos Correa, and Starling Marte. And then the change I have is originally in 3.0, I had him taking Charlie Morton, and I have fallen off of that. I think he goes balls to the wall, and I think he chances it with Justin Verlander at 13. Now, I, nothing has been said to me to indicate that this would be the truth. I really don't have a fucking clue. It just... It just feels, I feel like Justin Verlander is going to go somewhere. Then this seems like it might be the spot. I know Verlander's coming off the surgery. Just, I don't think Verlander is close to done yet. I, I mean, he's close to done. He's a couple years away. 
But I think that Verlander's going to step in, and I think he's still got it. I think he's going to shock a lot of people. All right, going to number 14. We're in the second round now. That Verlander pick was the first pick of uh, round two. Going to 14, pick two in round two. We have Seattle coming up with his second pick. I think he has to, I had him taking Nick Castellanos in the first round. I think he has to go with a pitcher in the second round. And of the pitchers left available, you got guys like Charlie Morton. You have Noah Syndergaard still. But I think he has to go with what is, in my opinion, probably the best bet. I don't know if best bet is the best way to put it. It's another good value, I believe. And it's a guy that kind of struggled out of the gate when he came to America but really turned it on last year, and that's Yusei Kikuchi. That Toronto offense, I think he might be one of the better pitchers available as far as this draft goes if you're looking to spend some money. And I know Seattle's looking to spend some money. So Yusei Kikuchi's on a $16 million uh, deal this coming this this coming season, followed by $10 million, $10 million. I think that that's a solid deal for Seattle there at 14. Coming into 15 and 16, Arizona has back-to-back picks. He took uh, Freddie Freeman in the first, even and, and let me say this: I have him taking Freddie Freeman in the first, but that's not what I think. If I was putting down here what I think he should do, that's not it. But that's what I just have a weird feeling he's gonna do. And this next pick is another one that I don't think he should do. I just have a weird feeling that he's gonna do it because Freddie Freeman is an upgrade to what he's got. Javier Baez at fifteen is what I have, and that's an upgrade to what he's got. So while I don't necessarily think those are the moves that should be made, those are upgrades on his team. So that's what I've got down here for the for the mock FA Draft 4.0. Javi Baez at 15. Coming in at 16, Arizona now has drafted Freddie Freeman and Javier Baez. He doesn't have a ton of money left. I think he goes real conservative, grabs a young pitcher because he needs to grab a pitcher in this draft somewhere. And I, I just threw out a young one, a young cheap one, and that's Cal Quantrill who might not even last to the second round, if we're being honest. But in the event he does, I got him going 16 to Arizona. Number 17, we have Boston coming back up again. Again, he doesn't have a ton of money to spend. I think he goes conservative, takes another cheapish pitcher, Cole Irvin for the Oakland Athletics. Coming to 18, St. Louis. I had Justin taking Lane Thomas through the first three drafts, and then... Lane Thomas got a bit of an injury. He's going to be out a few weeks. And I was looking over Justin's um, lineup, and I asked him the other day, sorry, Justin, if you didn't want me to say this out loud, I asked him if he was going to spend some money, and he said, I want to get someone good. I'll spend whatever I have to, something along those lines. And so then I really started looking, and this one just stuck out to me. Justin's the type that's willing to take a risk, and Who's a bigger risk here than Noah Syndergaard on a one-year, $21 million deal? I'm not saying Syndergaard's a bad pick, because I love Noah Syndergaard. I just think that Justin is the perfect person to take him in the second round at 18. So that's who I've got coming in at 18 is Noah Syndergaard. Number 19, L.A. Cut and dry, I have him skipping his pick here. Uh, I I don't see him spending any money. I just don't see it happening. At pick 20... Again, hold on, again, pick 19, L.A. If he makes a trade in the next day or two where he pulls in 20 or $30 million like he wants, totally different situation. He takes a pick there, but I just don't think it's going to happen. Pick 20, Milwaukee coming in with his fourth pick of the draft. He's got to go cheap. He slips a guy in, Dalton Varsho, catcher outfielder for Arizona. No one sees it coming. 
ends up being one of the better picks in this draft. Pick 21, we have Tampa Bay coming up again. I think we see Brad go with a cheap utility guy. I kind of think his offense is missing that. And he takes Josh Rojas, utility infielder. Pick 22, Slade again, New York. He's going to skip his pick. I just don't see him picking anybody there. Pick 23 is me. And I'll say the exact same thing I've said on the other three mock draft podcasts. I have down that I would take Dane Dunning. Being realistic, I will not take anybody at this pick worth more than .5. I don't have the money to do it. And quite frankly, there's no sense in spending money on somebody here when I can just skip my pick, let Milwaukee skip his pick, because I think that's what he does because he's going to be at roster capacity, and then I can go get whoever it is for more than .5 in FAB. So, I hope everybody enjoyed that. I'm going to go down the list one more time of Mock FA 4.0. Before we get out of here, number one, Miami takes Max Scherzer. Number two, Seattle takes Nick Castellanos. Three, Milwaukee takes Eduardo Rodriguez. Four, Arizona takes Freddie Freeman. Five, Boston takes Nick Pavetta. Six, Milwaukee takes Carlos Rodon. Seven, Los Angeles takes Chris Bubich. Eight, Milwaukee takes Luis Urias. Nine, Tampa Bay takes Vlad Gutierrez. Ten, New York takes Anthony DiSclefani. Eleven, Miami takes Carlos Correa. 12, Miami takes Starling Marte. Second round. 13, Miami takes Justin Verlander. 14, Seattle takes Yusai Kikuchi. 15, Arizona takes Javi Baez. 16, Arizona takes Cal Quantrill. 17, Boston takes Cole Irvin. 18, St. Louis takes Noah Syndergaard. 19, Los Angeles skips his pick. 20, Milwaukee takes Dalton Varsho. 21, Tampa Bay takes Josh Rojas. 22, New York skips his pick. 23, Minnesota probably skips his pick. 24, Milwaukee skips his pick. All right, guys. FA Draft starts March 23rd at noon. I hope everyone's ready. We are so close to the season. We are so close to FAB. Guess what? That means FAB is going to start earlier. All right, guys. I'm out. Good luck.